Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. The fact that I get to offer to the kids in my area something that I know they would never have access to or or have to go very, very far to have access to. And not only that, but the fact that I, as a kid who grew up in a small town and was convinced that to be successful as an artist, that, that it wouldn't be possible for me to, to do what I want. It just feels like kind of an amazing act of love and rebellion all at once. (laughs) Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real-life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. My guest this week on the Portrait System Podcast is Rebecca Shepard, and she is a senior photographer in rural, small-town Kansas. When I say small, I mean small, and she still has an average of over $3,000. Rebecca talks all about how she provides a full-service experience to her clients that they would otherwise need to drive hours to a big city to get. She also shares how she does her marketing to seniors, including TikTok, and she gives some great tips on how you can use TikTok to your advantage. Rebecca knows her stuff when it comes to senior photography, and I'm so excited for you to hear her interview. Okay, let's get started with Rebecca Shepard. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? Hi, Nikki. So good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being on the portrait system with me. I'm so excited. All right, Rebecca, tell everyone where you live, what you mostly shoot, and just give us an idea of like, you know, your location and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm here in Parsons, Kansas. It's a little tiny town of 10,000 people and the bottom corner of Kansas. And not only is it a remote rural area, but it's pretty remote. So I'm over 50 miles from a Starbucks or a Target. 
Um, wow. So, and, and wow. <laughs> yeah, in my area, uh, you have to drive if you're going to reach any kind of um, town or city of any size. So I actually, for anyone who's in a similar circumstance, I'm living proof that you can make a successful go of a portrait business anywhere. Starting out, I really wondered if it was even possible with such a small population. And what I realized is being in a small town this tiny, this far away from everything, didn't mean that I should be less expensive and that I was less valuable. It actually meant that I was that much more valuable (laughs) Um, because someone did not have to take an entire day to drive to get a service of my quality. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so Rebecca, I love I love your thought process around this because not everyone feels that way. No, people say all the time, "Well, no, you can't do it in my town. You can't do it in my country. You can't do it where I'm, you know, where I'm at." And I swear to everyone listening, I do we didn't even know what we were going to talk about before we <laughs> hopped on. I was like, "We're going to talk about seniors. Is that cool because we don't have enough senior, you know, talking about high school senior photography." And you're like, "Sure, sweet." And I'm like, "Is there anything you for sure want to talk about?" And you're like, "Well, I'm in a super small town and I'm like, sweet, let's talk about that. Like, it's not like I'm looking for people to come on here and say I'm doing it in XYZ area. Like, no, I, I swear I'm not you didn't. for this to happen. <laughs> no, we hadn't discussed this, but it is something that matters to me. This was something that I really questioned early on. I feel so lucky because I found Sue very early on when I found photography and I was both trying to become a photographer Um, My work wasn't great. I knew it could be fantastic because I loved the process of getting better and I take criticism well, even if Mm, it stings. And I'm willing willing to learn. I'm willing to work hard. So even though starting out, my work was not where I wanted it to be, I knew I was willing to put in the work to get good. But I just can't believe that the universe gave me access to Sue early on because, of course, I thought early on, if I do get good, people will line up and just hand me stacks of money. Of course, if you're good, that's what happens, right? And I stumbled on Sue on a YouTube video in 2016, and she said I had no idea who she was. I was looking for a video that was going to help me with my technical skills, stumbled on her, and she said something about, I know amazing photographers who should be charging, you know, who are published all over the world and should be charging $1,800 a day, and they can't sell their work. And in that moment, this like light bulb went on in my head, and I realized, oh my gosh, those are two separate skill sets. There's the art and there's the creating and there's the beauty side, which had drawn me in, but there's the business side. And then Mm -hmm. I listened to her talk and I thought, I've got to figure out who this woman is because if she can actually teach what she says, I'm in. (laughs) So that's when I found Sue Bryce Education. But then my next big question from hearing really good, solid business advice was, can I do it here in a small town? There's 20,000 people in my county. And again, we're over an in hour. County. In my county. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> in my county, we have a far below average household income rate here. It's not an economically thriving area. There are good, wonderful, amazing people here who work hard. And I just thought, can I do this? And a lot of people in my life said, no, it's not possible. <laughs> and the mm. truth is, I tend to see every challenge and opposition as a way to flip and see the positive. So at one point, I was feeling really discouraged, thinking no one in this area for 
like a two hour radius that I was aware of does anything like I want to do. They don't do a portrait um, experience like I want to offer. So maybe they won't even want it. They, they definitely don't know what it is. And I was feeling very overwhelmed. And then it occurred to me, okay, so I'm in the middle of nowhere in the middle of Kansas. But guess what? I could have this passion and this desire and be right next to Sue Bryce and competing with her. And so I was like, you know what? Yeah, I don't have anybody competing with me. So I just decided to flip it to a positive. Um, and that's kind of my mentality with everything. So again, the fact that I'm in a really small town where, you know, not only do we have to drive when we have such a tiny town, like I said, an hour, over an hour to a Starbucks or a Target, not only do we have to drive for things that maybe in a more populated area people just take for granted. I mean, even medical services, there's a lot of things that just aren't here. So the disadvantage, of course, is that we think in our minds, this business model won't work. But the advantage is, yes, there is a lower cost of living here. So we can take that into account when we're structuring our business. But again, access to something at the high level that I provide, the service and the experience that I provide isn't less valuable in my small town. It's actually more valuable. I can't tell you how many kids, even when I had my home studio, my home studio that was in a big bonus room off of our huge house on the edge of town, would walk in and exceed the entire experience and hear what we were going to do and say, I would have never thought I could have something like this in our area. I can't believe you're doing this in our area. And so I firmly believe that when we offer highest value to our consumers, to our clients, especially in remote rural areas, we are actually more valuable. We're providing something they would have to take an entire day off and drive to access otherwise. Yeah, that's such a great point. And I think I want to, I want you to explain to everyone exactly what it is that you do. But before we get there, I really think there's something to be said where it's, it's like under promise over delivering. Like if people aren't used to a high level specific service and then you provide it, it's like, holy shit, like their expectations are completely blown out of the water. Whereas if I'm going to New York City, I I better be getting top notch, whatever, because it's New York City and that's what you expect. So I kind of feel like it's a, you know, you have a little bit of an advantage Mm. there. I love that. Uh, You know, that hadn't occurred to me, but I definitely think that's true. And that's my desire in building my business from the beginning was wanting to create uh, really clear communication, really good enticement and education to my clients of what it is. This is the experience I want to offer you. And then I wanted to blow them away even more. But you're right. I hadn't even thought about the fact that yeah, again, again, I mean, we can just take everything we can, I could look at my area and say, you know, in my area previously, senior photography was a very small box. And I don't say this disrespectfully, but pretty much the expectation was, yes, you were going to have senior photos taken of your kid. And it probably involved your child standing in front of a tree, in front of mm-hmm. a barn, or in a gym with some balls of some of some variety. And that was pretty much the expectation of what senior photos could be. And when I had found Sue and saw the experience she was offering to women, and I just was like, oh my gosh. And I mean, that's a whole story of how I got started into seniors, but that's what I wanted to offer my seniors. And again, there wasn't anyone doing that here. So one thing that was really helpful for me when I was starting creating a business model that was so different than anything that was being offered in my area was don't compare, be aware. So I think it's a 
it's this thing of finding a balance between I was aware of what others were doing in my area, but I chose not to give any emotional value to that or allow that to inform how I should structure my business. Mm, I wanted to I be aware. This. I had the same mentality, <laughs> Rebecca, because I was in Seattle where there were a million photographers offering a million types of services. And I love the way you just said that. Don't yes. compare, be aware. You know, Don't it compare, was like, be aware. <laughs> I kind of had my head in the sand and really, I, and I'm glad I did because if I had my head out of the sand and I was really paying attention to how much less people were charging, I might've gotten freaked out. Like I feel like me being naive and just being so like, this is the business model I'm using. I love it. I'm doing it. I'm charging X amount. No matter what, it really kept me going. Yes. Well, and I think it's important for, especially with the genre that I fell in love with, which is seniors, I wanted to be aware of what parents and seniors were expecting. What is the temperature? What's the climate of what they think is going to happen? What time Mm -hmm. of year do they think this should happen? What do they think is involved? What do they think is a good experience? And then instead of focusing on what the other photographers were doing, I just really focused on what do my clients assume right now? What's the the temperature of the the climate around me? And then I'm going to use that information to know how do I need to set myself apart? Um, How do I explain to them how I'm different and, and why my process looks different and is different than what they might be expecting? And again, listen, I've had my bad days. I've seen someone post, some other photographer post something or someone use someone else where, you know, you just cry for no good reason because you're like, oh, because <laughs> you we are so emotionally connected. But that was kind of my mantra in my head is to not give emotional impact of comparison of what was mm-hmm. happening, just to be aware of uh, you know, and again, I think I think that matters even especially, I don't know, as I only have experience in a small town area. Again, it's helpful for me to be aware of what people are expecting, but that doesn't have to inform my business choices. So yeah. it's helpful because then I'm not caught off guard when their expectation or their experience is, you know, $50. So when I'm aware of that, it allows me to emotionally understand where my clients are coming from and what their perception is. Mm -hmm. Yes. And meet them where they are and not take it personally. Because if that's where my client is and what they're seeing, I need to know that (laughs) so that I can meet them and, and do a good job of explaining what I offer and how it's different. So the other thing I want to say about being in a small rural area is, you know, when we are talking about value and the fact that, again, in my area, I've run into this a lot with service providers where it's, whether it's hair and makeup or um, hairstylists, there does tend to be this feeling of lack and this feeling of we just can't charge what we should. And I have been this big proponent of flipping that script and with the girls that I work with, with the girls that I hire for hair and makeup and, and the businesses that I collaborate with. Again, I just, I constantly tell them we are not less valuable because we're here in a rural area serving, you know, a less number of people or have to pull from a wider area. We are more valuable. We're offering something that they would not have access to otherwise. And not only that, we are keeping and funneling money into our community where we need money for our schools and our roads and we're paying taxes. And so charging adequately so we have a profitable, thriving business, 
benefits everyone in our community. And I will be very honest, there are families, there are wonderful people in my community who choose not to afford my services because it doesn't make sense for them. Uh, And I totally understand that. And yet I do feel incredibly supported and loved on by the people in my community, even those who don't choose to use me. And I feel like it's because I go in with the expectation of love and service to my community in a, a big circle. And I feel like I receive that in turn. And the other thing, I'm going to bring up one more thing, one more challenge that we can face in smaller towns and communities. One strategy that I learned very quickly was not going to be as effective for me in a small town that does work, I think, most other places is Google SEO. Um, And that is because at least at one point, and things have changed over the years, but in 2016, 2017, when I was starting out, really the advice was to hone down in on your town and your county for Google SEO. Well, guys, the minute I made a website <laughs> in my town <laughs> and in my county, I was easily, you know, I'm, I'm right there. I'm front page, first page. So, but that still wasn't going to get me in front of the eyes I needed. I knew for my business to thrive at the prices I was charging, I needed to reach, you know, a hundred mile radius. I needed to to reach a two hour radius around me. And so for me, Do you think that's just because of the law of averages. You know, if you only have a couple thousand people in your town, yes. you know, the law of averages is only a certain percentage of people are going to book you. So you have Absolutely. to. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So knowing where I'm priced in my area and that there is a limited number of people in my area who are going to choose to budget for and afford me. I knew that from the beginning that I was going to need to pull from a much larger area than just my town or my county. I focus on high school seniors and the graduating class of the school here in my town is maybe 70 or 80 kids a year. Um, The larger county school, it's a couple hundred kids a year. Um, So really, I knew that to connect with my ideal clients, I was going to need to look at multiple school districts, multiple towns, a larger area. So one of the biggest challenges I had was, how do I address the challenge of the fact that Google SEO that applies to my county and my town, if someone's trying to find me, it's not going to be likely Um, although some of that has changed, but it's likely not going to be through a Google search um, for my specific town. So the most effective way for me to do that was social media. And in 2016, 2017, Instagram was a fantastic way for me to connect with seniors and their parents, but um, specifically seniors. And now TikTok has become, especially in rural areas, um, social media continues to be a really effective tool for uh, reaching a wide area around me. And that's something that I've enjoyed really playing with and, you know, exploring. And guys, I'm in it. I'm just going to put a plug here. I'm that person. If you know me or if we've met, we've had this conversation, you know, within our photography industry. I have strong opinions about TikTok. They're very positive and pro TikTok. Um, I know this can be kind of a a topic that's up for debate. You know, I spent a lot of time on Instagram for several years. I have about 4,000 followers. Now, they're all native. The vast majority are native to my area. I have kids that I worked with four years ago that still send me DMs and are watching what I do on my stories every single day. I'm connecting with kids from other schools. It's It's been effective. But over time, 
TikTok took off. And if you haven't jumped on, I really, really highly recommend it. I think, hang on, I got to think of, of what it's called. Well, I want to, um, I want to come back to all this because you yeah, just yeah, yeah. covered <laughs> I feel like we jumped lot. ahead. <laughs> we haven't even really talked about the, what, like what the experience is as far as a photo shoot. So kind of take us through what you do offer to high school seniors. Okay. So yes, primarily I photograph high school seniors. I do some styled kid shoots every summer, but my, the high school seniors are what I absolutely love to photograph. So the experience that I offer my seniors, I have several uh, session options. The one that most of my kids book includes full hair and makeup. They come to the studio. They have five to six outfit changes. We shoot here in the studio. We shoot on multiple locations here and around town. And again, this is another incredible advantage of living in a very small two-stop light <laughs> town. I can get all over town very, very quickly. So the entire awesome. experience for the photo shoot from start to finish is four to six hours, depending. Um, and that includes hair and makeup. That includes, you know, three to five sets here in the studio and two to three locations. And we're able to get a really wide variety of amazing images for them that represent different parts of their personality and different interests or different sports and hobbies. And I love it. Every single senior session is very unique and custom designed to represent who they are as an individual. And I like to say that it's it's not just about creating those photos. This is a time where I encourage mom to be present um, if she wants or dad or whoever the um, significant adult in that kid's life. And it is so much fun. I feel like, you know, senior year can be so incredibly busy. It's so full of so many milestone events that, and another thing about having a senior in high school from a mom's perspective is they're becoming so much more independent. There's so much of their life that they can actually manage without us. And there's so many milestone moments that happen throughout the year. It can just really go by so quickly. So I like to see this senior session as a chance to put pause on a very busy year and give the significant adult and the senior, whether it's mom, dad, grandparent, whoever, a moment in time where we're really having fun. We, you know, they're at some point they are absolutely going to be laughing at me because I'm tripping over something, but <laughs> they're loving how they look and how they feel. And we're having a full afternoon of just putting pause on the rest of the busyness and, and soaking up some time together and creating amazing memories and then beautiful images that represent who they are and who they're becoming. Mm, I love that. Very cool. All right. So let's let's move forward a little bit to your social media and TikTok. And I just joined TikTok. <gasps> Yay, Nikki. I'm a little I'll have overwhelmed to go by it you. all. Like I am trying to stay more present. No, okay, let me back up. I am definitely present <laughs> with my with when I'm with my kids and with my kids, my family, whatever. I do have separation there. But I'm like one more freaking app. I just have been avoiding, avoiding, avoiding. And then I got chickens and I've been on TikTok <laughs> because I wanted to get yep. like, ideas about my chickens. And, you know, next thing I know, I have a pink chicken coop with 
flamingo wallpaper and a chandelier in it. Like, no joke. And I'm like, well, I got to make a TikTok about oh, it. I've seen. I have seen the coop and I've seen the ladies. They are spoiled. So funny. <laughs> so funny. But okay, so I finally got on TikTok. So I am there. But my, I, I joined TikTok a long time ago with just my name. And then I'm locked out of it now and I can't get into it and I can't use that. So I finally just changed over. I think it's Nikki Klosser Life now. But okay. anyway, um, what's your TikTok handle? Uh, Rebecca Shepherd Studios. And I love this topic. I'm going to rattle off a couple of facts that I've been bringing up for about a year to all my photographer friends who then roll their eyes at me. And that's okay. We don't, listen, I I feel like, (laughs) oh, you're going to get me on my soapbox. But I feel like people's relationship with social media is similar to their relationship with money, where there's a lot of emotional baggage. And I think the more self-aware we are, the more it frees us to make smart business decisions. And we don't have to be the ones to do everything when it comes to social media. Just like I don't have to be the one to actually do all the things. I hire people who are really good at their role for handling different parts of my money or different parts of my business. But I think it would be a huge mistake not to understand, take seriously, and adapt to the changes that have happened. And so just a few really quick facts. Um, TikTok has surpassed Google, and this is according to Forbes. Um, There's multiple sources. Has surpassed Google as a search engine for under ages 35, and that number is climbing. More than half Americans use TikTok daily. I, I do think short form video is the, is absolutely the way of the future. I, I want to give a real quick thought process. You know, Facebook and Instagram were designed as stalking apps. So when you join and make an account, you're following people and brands you're already aware exist. And you're going to connect with those and you're going to see what your friends share and you're going to interact with that. TikTok is one of the first native discovery apps that works really, really well. You have both the people that you follow, and then you have an algorithm that's designed to feed you content that you like and that you interact with. And so I think when we're looking at social media, um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about what each platform does really well and how to best use it. Um, But TikTok right now is the best discovery platform for photographers. And to put this into context, I used Instagram to build my business and connect with seniors in my area. And I have only 4,000 followers on Instagram. That was effective for multiple years. The demographic of kids and adults that I am serving has shifted after putting in a few months of effort, I have 50,000 followers on TikTok. I have a TikTok that has had 16 million views and I've only actually seriously posted since like last November. So that's awesome. Um, so I the think one that you posted, I, I looked at your TikTok because you said something about uh, TikTok being like your jam now. And it, it was uh, shooting through a crystal, right? Yes. So that was one that went viral uh, in around Christmas and was fantastic. Um, It was me shooting with a crystal using a sound. Um, This is a whole topic that I could like dive so deep into. A couple things that I'm going to suggest to people. um, The one that actually hit 16 million, I did not pin to the top of my page. It was more of a sentimental me philosophizing to the camera. It still was on target with there are topics that I have like a whole Venn diagram of what I present on social media that ties into my brand. And it was very much nostalgia, which is very much in with 
what I'm doing as a senior photographer, working with parents and seniors. But um, a couple really rapid fire suggestions I'm going to make for those who are interested in, and you're saying, okay, fine, fine, I'll create the TikTok account. I would recommend when you make your account, make a private account, you know, your individual account and make a second account so that you have two. One is a business, one is a personal. I would spend quite a bit of time initially just experiencing the app. Every single social media platform has a different vibe, has different um, ways that the the flow works, that the feed works, that people interact. And my philosophy, again, is this doesn't have to be something that you individually do for your business. I do think it's important to have a presence there. But to have that presence, I think you need to understand at least the platform a little bit and have a little bit of experience of understanding how people interact there. That way, even if you just want to have a very minimal presence that you could think of as like just kind of a landing page on that social media platform, it at least makes sense for that platform. Does that make sense? So I I don't think everyone may not have the desire to get on TikTok and then go viral. But what we can do is create at least a minimal presence that well represents our brand so people could find you if they're looking for you. And... I I think there's several levels. I think there's, you know, the minimal presence. I think there's what if you want to have just kind of a consistent presence that that is updated fairly regularly, like monthly, and then there might be a growth-oriented strategy that you could use if you're really wanting to see your business push forward on a particular platform. And I think all of the platforms can work together. But again, I'm at this time point, I still feel like that is the best discovery platform for certain age demographics. And again, I think it could be effective for a headshot photographer, but specifically if you're working with families, if you're working with boudoir, if you're working with seniors or teens or younger moms who have kids, um, those ages are very highly present on TikTok. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about your offerings as far as pricing and packages and how that works. Oh, sure. Okay. So for my seniors, I offer three different session options. One is a simple studio session. It's going to be short and sweet. This might be for my pageant girls who need a quick updated headshot for a pageant event. This might be for families who are really trying to keep just a few a few images um, and that session is 390 in the studio. It's just a few outfit changes. Um, I don't book a whole lot of those, but I do offer that and then um, the price per image is 225 and there's bundles that go from there. The most commonly booked senior session that I offer is the premium session that is 690. It includes a print credit um, and that's the one again where we have, um, hair and makeup here in the studio. They can show up with their duffel bag. They can show up in sweatpants and relax. They've got everything ready to go. Um, we've got multiple outfit changes. We have the studio and location and we have a lot of variety that we get from that. And then I also have a creative session that's 1290. And that's for, you know, one of the things that I've loved about working with seniors is that I work with incredibly creative kids. I work with kids that have amazing ideas and I've yet to hear an idea that a, that a teen brings me that I haven't just been like, oh my gosh, yes. And let's go for it. Let's like, we're doubling down. Like not only that, we're going bigger. 
we've done full on mermaid sessions um, down at the lake with full hair and makeup that took, you know, four hours. That was incredible. I've done all different kinds of styled shoots. I've set up an entire circus in my studio. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I really love the creative work. And so while that is fantastic over the years, I've found that that doesn't really blend with creating but I just want, you know, something very natural that just looks like her. Those two mm-hmm. things don't particularly go together <laughs> in the same moment, in the same shoot. So we've separated that out. Those are creative shoots. Those are tw- uh, $12.90 as a session fee. It does include in print credit. And um, my image collections are $14.90, $24.90, and $34.90. And then there's unlimited add-ons from there. So uh, yeah, those are those are the sessions that I offer. Those are the collections that I offer. A lot of families spend between uh, anywhere between 2,500 and 5,000. Um, I think my average is just over 3,000 right now. And uh, we have an incredible time. I also, for the seniors that I work with every year, I do offer additional separate um, items at a different price point. Some years I do prom and then I do a cap and gown session at the studio at the end of every year, because in our area, a lot of the schools don't offer any kind of formal cap and gown shots. Um, and it's kind of my chance to see them and say goodbye at the end of the year. And I love it. It's, it's my chance to spoil the kids and the families that I work with. That's so fun. Very cool. I'm going to jump back. (laughs) When you talked about what sets me apart, I think because I started as a natural light photographer and I shot outdoors a lot initially, and then because of the lighting courses offered through the portrait system and one-on-one mentorships that I've done and really learning to control and harness light, whether it's constant or strobe, something that I've really found a lot of joy in doing is taking the feel of shooting on location where you're working with a an area or a set, if you will, and bringing that into the studio. So what does that look like for my seniors? Well, maybe it looks like we create what looks like an English library right here in the studio uh, using a $20 Amazon backdrop <laughs> um, <laughs> that you would not know. Uh, maybe it looks like um, creating a, a living room environment or something very elaborate, like what looks like a circus tent. So I think that's another part of the service that I offer uh, my seniors, which is if they have an idea, if they have a concept, they know at this point, my reputation is there's no, there's no idea that's too crazy for Rebecca. She's going to run with it. (laughs) And it's true. Uh, The crazier the idea or the more difficult the idea, the more excited I get. And the more I want to just push myself and see if I can make it happen and deliver it at a really high technical level. It's so fun. I love that. And it really is cool. I mean, you would think that being in a small town, you would have limitations and all these things, but you have like really taken those quote unquote limitations and use them to your advantage. And I absolutely love it. Well, and my philosophy truly is small town girls and boys deserve the best too. (laughs) I was one of those small town kids. I think one of the reasons that I feel so grateful to be where I am and doing what I am. And for sure, there are challenges in having a business that's structured with the pricing that I have in the area that I have. There really are. But the fact that I get to offer to the kids in my area something that I know they would never have access to or or have to go very, very far to have access to. And not only that, but 
the fact that I, as a kid who grew up in a small town in a rural area, who was told and was convinced that to be successful as an artist and to actually do what I love to do, that I was going to have to leave and I was going to, you know, have to, that, that wouldn't be possible for me to, to do what I want. It just feels like kind of an amazing act of love and rebellion all at once. <laughs> I love it. Except you stayed in your town. You didn't have to rebel to leave. Like. So, yes. Well, okay. So I actually am on the other end of the state. So I'm not in the oh. town I grew up in, but yes, it's again, another small town. And, and I feel, again, I feel like I'm living proof that with, you know, and maybe it just comes down to I'm really stubborn. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really stubborn and I'm really determined and I will put in the work. So if that's the issue in life, that's not going to be a problem. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for sharing all of this. This is, this is great. Yeah, it's incredible. And I, I know people are going to learn a ton from this. Well, I'm so excited. Thank you. I, this has been wonderful. I um, appreciate everything you've done, Nikki, and how you've highlighted so many amazing, incredible, talented photographers. Again, I'm going to draw this back to the fact that I'm in a small town in a rural area. There aren't a lot of chances to network like there would be if I was in a larger city. And so mm -hmm, this sure. community, um, finding Sue Bryce early on, finding the portrait system, finding the people who are here, who have the attitude of community over competition, who want to see each other succeed, who are incredibly talented and hardworking, um, literally is part of the reason I'm here today. I, I wouldn't, without that encouragement and that um, support of, I, I made a post today about being on and I could cry because there were so many people that I love from this community who were like, oh, we can't wait to hear, can't wait Aww, to hear the podcast. Awesome. And, um, you know, you and the other mentors and each person in this community has helped encourage me on the days where I felt down and given me inspiration. And so I feel like even more so where I am, it's been a huge asset and help give me the courage and inspiration to be where I am. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. I'm glad we finally had you on. It's about time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're not done though. I still have a couple okay. more questions. Yeah. <laughs> I always ask these obviously at the end of each episode. And the first one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Ooh, I love this. Okay. So two of the questions you're going to ask are going to have a similar thread for me. And this is, these two things are something I've learned over time. Um, the thing I can't live without in a photo shoot is actually taking a moment at the beginning to create a plan. I sketch out every photo shoot once we know what the outfits are. And this sounds like such a simple little thing. But for me, I can get so caught up in connecting with my clients and feeling that energy. I really have to take the time and the space, even if they're sitting there staring at me. <laughs> even if it's often that happens during hair and makeup, but even if, even if it's one of my teen guys and his mom and I say, okay, guys, this is the part where it's going to be weird. And I'm just <laughs> going to sit here with my paper for a minute because I really need to think my way through this. And this means yeah, the entire shoot it. is going to go well. And so making sure I have time to think my way through that. And then even though I have the plan, leaving room for the magic. So for me, having that structure and that plan and having that checklist, knowing exactly what I'm doing, and then 
once I have that, allowing myself to lose myself in the moment, when I'm with that person one-on-one and we're shooting and it never fails, we get to the end of the shot list and then it's like, oh, actually, because they will move in a way where I see a whole different side of their personality or the light comes in a certain way. And I'm like, actually, let's try this. Um, and so I love a plan and then leave room for the magic. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's, yeah. Plans are definitely important, especially if, if you know, you're someone who it's harder to think quickly on your feet. You know, it's, uh, yeah, a plan is so important. All right. Number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working? So I am a mom. I've got a middle and a high schooler. So our lives are busy. And, but this is going to be a similar thread to what I just shared, which is something that I've learned that is the most important thing, despite being from really big families and, and having a lot going on is just taking time for myself to be really quiet and still. And sometimes that looks like quiet walk in the evening by myself. Sometimes that's just sitting and journaling. Sometimes it's a hot bath. Um, and again, maybe this sounds really silly, but I've learned over time, especially when I'm in my busier seasons of doing a lot of really creative shoots, I am pouring every ounce of my heart and soul. Um, every cell of my body, <laughs> every brain cell is working at 150%. And that's also true when I'm with my kids. Um, and so for me, I've learned over time that I function best when I really do create time for quiet for myself. So that's something I'm working on practicing in the last year. And I am a, such a happier person. <laughs> um, okay. And I'm a better mom. I'm a better photographer. I'm a better everything because of that. Oh, I'm the same. Agreed. All right. Number three is what is your favorite inspirational quote? Ooh, I love this. So this is a quote I found when I was starting my photography business. And at the time, it felt like a little bit risky to do something that I really wanted to do at a time when I had kids depending on me and I had a spouse and it felt like a bit of a risk to do something I really loved. Instead of doing a job that would be safe, that I was really going to hate. And I have had this quote printed ever since my very first home studio and now my big, beautiful space downtown. And it's from Maureen Williamson from A Return to Love. Mm. It says, our greatest fear, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, handsome, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God within us. And it's not just in some, it is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we consciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Oh, Marianne Williamson is such an amazing writer. And I feel like this not only has applied to my journey in finding my voice, finding my confidence as an artist, as... Um, 
you know, <laughs> as a person, as I've grown as a business owner, but I feel like this is so true of the clients that I work with, every child who walks in the door, every teen and senior. I think that's a time in our life where we often have a lot of insecurities about being seen and about shining and about being our full selves. And so this quote is hanging in the bathroom here at the studio and it really encompasses the heart of love that I, um, I've built my entire business on. Oh, amazing. Very beautiful. All right. Number four is what would you tell people who are just starting out? Ooh, okay. <laughs> I think the key word that I would say is this business, this journey is all about relationships. <laughs> and it goes several ways. So your relationship to yourself, the relationship you have with money and that you have with self-value and that you have with your business, um, nothing aside from parenting, nothing has grown me more and challenged me more than having my own business. I think my relationship with others has had to change over the years, my confidence, um, both with my clients and with my industry. And I would really encourage anyone starting out. It's so easy to hear stories of people who start out and very, very quickly hit a very high sales average or find great success. And that isn't necessarily my story. I spent years slowly growing, slowly building building relationships, building my strength within myself, taking really good criticism, <laughs> being willing to learn and grow from people who were doing what I wanted to do. And also looking at the relationships that I'm building with people in my community, not from how am I going to just serve them today, but I want to be the person they call in two years, in five years, in 10 years. Um, and so for me, who was a little bit of an introvert, and I'm still a little bit of a awkward person. This was an area I really had to grow. <laughs> I, I used to have just a very few friendships that went very deep. And I really had to learn a lot about building connections and networking and building relationships in my community. And it's brought nothing but absolutely joy and blessing to my life. And I hope I've been that to wow. others. And then also don't forget relationships within our industry and our community at large. Our industry is full of some of the most incredible humans on the planet. I'm so grateful that I found this community early on. And it was something that I budgeted for spending time and money and effort staying connected with other photographers and trying to add value to their lives and be an encouragement and appreciating gratefully everything, all the input they had to give me. And I think that is the, if you can go in with that mindset, I think you're, you are going to find so much joy in this process of building this business that you love. I have turned around and looked back and seen some of the most beautiful relationships in my life happen because of the relationships and connections I've made, whether it's clients or fellow photographers, because of doing what I love. And so please don't miss out on that. Despite, yes, take all the money advice. Yes, take all the lighting and marketing and TikTok advice. I'll give it all to you. But at the end of the day, I think it's all about relationships and connection and community. <laughs> and it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Agreed. Agreed. It's fantastic. 
All right. Where can people find you online, Rebecca? And you have some education as well, right? I do. Um, I do some one-on-one mentoring. I also have um, a six-week senior startup course for those who are wanting to expand into this genre or really nail down some foundational basics. I've been putting together some things to help photographers who want to get started with TikTok. Um, So yes, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, as well as my website, RebeccaShepherdStudios.com. And I'm always happy to make more friends and connect. Again, I feel like this business, this industry has given me so much. I'm always excited. And I mean, as you can see, when I get talking, I get (laughs) a runaway train. I love talking about what we do and how we can serve the people that we, uh, (laughs) I love talking about what what we do as photographers. Mm -hmm. Me too, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, thank you. You shared so much amazing information. Really, really appreciate it. Will I see you at the Portrait Masters Conference? Yes, I'm very excited. Oh my gosh, shout out to Loretta Houston. Oh, and Mm Orbe. Oh my gosh, so many amazing speakers coming up. I'm so excited. Um, I happen to know Orbe. Oh, you all are in for a treat. Oh my goodness. She's gold. She was on the podcast too. She's incredible. Yay. All right. Sweet. Well, thank you again, Rebecca. I will see you in September in Arizona at the conference. Yay. I'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.